0: Good afternoon, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane, and today is Renegade Times. Yes, the last episode that I did was a bit dated. I ended up starting that episode around towards the end of November, and then um, by the time I finished it, it was yesterday. So, um, not yesterday, the day before yesterday. Yeah. But uh, I just want to give you guys some updated news. So, uh, let's just get into that. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to contact me in the links down in the description below. If you just want to say hi, I will say hi back. Rogue Radio also has merch, so we have the Radio Tower art on a shirt, so you guys can wear that. Um, It runs all the way up to 5XL, I think, and we also have stickers of some of the art that I've done in uh, earlier times before I showed my face. So, that's fun, and uh, you could, you know, give it as a Christmas present. That'd be cool, too. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into it. Next up is politics! Yay! Fun stuff. Alright, we're gonna be talking about Elon Tusk here, man. Alright, Musk releasing, um... Twitter's internal discussions on Hunter Biden laptop story necessary to restore public trust. Elon Musk may release information on Twitter's internal discussions regarding censorship of stories about Hunter Biden's laptop prior to the 2020 election. The newly established CEO um, suggests on Wednesday Wednesday what the heck Okay. Um, Musk Musk Ma- whatever, Ma- must. Whenever I think of his name, it's like musk or must. It's like it, it, the, sm- the musty smell comes to my mind. Musk? Isn't that a type of, like, perfume? Like musk? I mm. don't oh, know. This is where my brain goes sometimes. Uh, musk took over Twitter last month um, in a 44 billion deal. Um, and pursued an aggressive overhaul of the social media platform, firing thousands of workers and adjusting the site's approach to account um, suspensions and censorship. The 51-year-old, who has been vocal um, about the site's future uh, since its purchase, uh, said late Wednesday that... uh, Releasing internal Twitter messages about Biden's laptop is necessary to restore public trust. Excuse me. Alright, raise your hand if you think that Elon Musk should make public an internal discussion about the decision to censor NY... A New York Post's um, story on Twitter. Or on Hunter. My god. Biden's laptop. Uh, before the 2020 election in the interest of transparency one user said this is necessary to restore public trust Musk replied I believe it seriously this should happen he's exposing a pedophile and a coke addict you know this should happen uh they know you- blah. why can I not You know me, I'm just going to push through it. The New York Post um, first reported messages of Biden's laptop on October 2020, um, weeks before a presidential election. Social media giants, including Twitter, cracked down on the story to prevent its spread. Current and former international uh, security officials claimed at the time that the Biden story was likely Russian uh, disinformation and veiled An veiled attempt from Moscow to intervene in U.S. elections. Uh, Media outlets such as the Washington Examiner, uh, CBS News, the New York Times, and the Washington Post have confirmed the laptop's contents and messages. Jesus Christ! Um, In part, uh, regarding foreign uh, businesses deals, Hunter Biden worked on in Ukraine and China and elsewhere is it possible that um, the Ukraine and Russian war is because of Hunter Biden I just thought of that I, I forgot that he was part of that like problem cuz I know they have like information in Ukraine and Russia about him I totally forgot about that he caused this Asshole. okay Twitter intentionally, or initially, banned the post's uh, story on the social media platform. Users were blocked from posting the link to the story or direct messaging it to others. Twitter also locked the post's account for weeks, saying that the post's story violated Twitter's rules against hacked materials, despite um, lacking evidence that the materials were obtained through hacking. Former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey later admitted that Twitter made a mistake in uh, taking action against the Post over its uh, Biden laptop story. We were called here today because of an enforcement decision we made against the New York Post based on a policy we created in 2018 to prevent Twitter from being used to spread hacked materials. Um... This resulted uh, in us blocking people from sharing the New York Post article publicly or privately, Dorsey said in November 2020 testimony to Congress. Uh, we We made a quick interpretation including no other evidence that the materials in the article were obtained through hacking and according to our policy we blocked them from being spread. Upon further consideration, the he admitted, or we admitted, this action was wrong and corrected it within 24 hours. Social media giant uh, Facebook also censored the post story CEO Mark Fuckerberg, um, later revealed uh, that Facebook acted in part of a briefing received from the FBI warning about the spread of potential Russian information. The specifics of um, the briefing are unclear, nor is it clear whether Twitter and other sites received similar briefings from the FBI on the run-up to the 2020 election. you are all crooks. okay. So, um, before I read this article, I just want to say, um, when it comes to the LGBTQ community, I know I've said this before and I'm going to keep saying it again because I know some people like to demonize me when it comes to me talking about this and that's okay with me. I really don't care. Um, when it comes to the Christian community, There are good people and there are bad people, okay? There are pedophiles in the Christian community, we know that. But you also have to understand that the LGBTQ community also have people that are pedophiles that want to be accepted in the LGBTQ, okay? We also have drag queens that want to teach kids about masturbation and gender identity and sexuality, all these adult things that they should not be learning when they're five years old, okay? So there is a toxic part to every community. So let me just put that out there. I'm going to be talking about the toxic part of the LGBTQ and the Christian community because this um, article has gotten me very upset and very angry to the point where I've had to record this three times. And uh, so, yes, we're going to be talking about the LGBTQ and the Christian community and why they've always been at head's. Uh, Always butting heads and everything like that. So you know what? We're just going to go right into it. Um, If you guys don't know who Kirk Cameron is, Kirk Cameron is a Christian actor. Even before that, he was um, a teen actor um, in something. I can't remember what the name is that he ended up... The show that he ended up acting in when he was a kid. But he ended up finding God and uh, he... um, has acted in the Left Behind series. And just a funny story. I was trained to be a youth leader in my old church. And, um, we ended up watching a... some, like, training DVDs uh, from Kirk Cameron and Ray Comfort, and they taught us how to witness to people. (laughs) So, I mean... You know, the guy's made mistakes before, you know? He's... (laughs) I don't know. Thinking thinking back on that, seeing Kurt Cameron, and Ray Comfort talk about like, oh, well you should, you know, witness to people like this and all this stuff. I'm like witnessing to people is not that hard (laughs) now. You know, it's just not that hard. But anyway, um we're just gonna get into the article right now. So... Our messaging does not align. Dozens of public libraries um, reportedly reject Kirk Cameron's story hour over faith-based book. Actor Kirk Cameron had or at a proposed story hour event promoting his latest faith-based book have been rejected by 50 public libraries so far, publisher Brave Books says. According to a Fox News digital report published early Wednesday morning, Cameron's team reached out to dozens of public libraries in the hopes that some would be willing to host an event for his latest book as we grow. But at the time of publication, not a single one returned a yes. Um, let's see. Uh, among those rejecting Cameron's event was Rock and Bow, um... public public library in Providence, Rhode Island, a library that hosts a recurring program for members of the LGBTQ plus community who are age 12 or older called the Queer Umbrella. Queer Umbrella is billed as a club safe space where teens can learn and discuss, connect over queer history, art, community resources, and more. So, uh, a representative from the Rock and Bow Public Library told Cameron that they did not have any interest in hosting his event. No, we will pass on having you run a program in our space, the library said. Adding, uh, we are a very queer-friendly library. Our uh, messaging does not align. You can fill out the form and reserve a space to run the program in our space, but we won't run the program. That makes no sense to me. That's like saying, oh... Well, fuck you. that That's like a middle finger to Kurt Cameron. Like, to anybody really. Like, they asked to reserve a space for a book reading, but you're like oh, well, you can fill out the form but we're not actually going to let you have the space. I'm just like, what's the point of even filling it out then? You're just saying don't try. That's a middle finger to him. Like, that's a middle finger to anybody who decides to do something like this. And... That's just really, that's re- that's a really bitchy and douchey move to that, you know, library. That library, <laughs> yo, that that was just a douchey move. Brave Books also reached out to City Heights Weing- Weingert uh, Branch Library in San Diego, another library that regularly hosts LGBTQ+ events received a similar response. I don't think that's something we would do. Someone from the library explained because of how diverse our community is, I don't know how many people you would get. So, therefore, you know, we accept gay, straight, bi, and um, lesbian events as also black, white, Mexican, Chinese events. Buddhist, Hindu, possibly Satanist events, but but you actually won't accept Christian events there? They're, that's not diverse, that's just biased. <laughs> anyway, after receiving dozens of similar responses, Cameron observed, this is the proof, um, that more than ever we are getting destroyed in the battle for the hearts and minds of our children. Publicly funded libraries are given green light, green lighting, um, Gender maker and name change clinics, uh, while uh, denying a story time that would involve the reading of a book that teaches biblical wisdom. How much more can, how much more clear can it get? We have to start fighting back, or we will lose our kids and this community. A number of people on Twitter made the same assessment that Cameron said the day um, has officially come where drag queen book stories are encouraged by, but Kirk Cameron, um, and his Christian books are banned, Graham Allen tweeted. So the one thing that I want to talk about before we even keep going is that I understand, um, why the, uh, I'm going to call it the gay community just because, The LGBTQ community is sometimes very hard for me to say. It's like a mouthful for me. But um, the reason why the gay community end up being very wary of including Christians uh, in certain events or in public places is because of how hatred, like how hateful we sometimes respond to the LGBTQ community. Now... I'm going to confess it, when I was a teen, I used to be one of those people that said, oh you're gay, you're going to hell, and all this other stuff. I've learned, I've grown up, okay, and I have seen the hatred that uh, people have in the Christian community for the LGBTQ, so I do understand how wary some people can be when it comes to the community, including Christians in, um, certain events and stuff like that. I understand that completely. Um, for years, you know, Christians have, you know, called the people of the LGBTQ pedophiles and all of that stuff, which isn't entirely true. Um, like I said, the toxic people in the community will say that, oh, you know, being a pedophile is a sexuality and all this stuff. So it's not entirely true when it comes to the LGBTQ. Sometimes they just want to be themselves, or who they believe that they are, and um, they just want to be happy, and I understand that. Um, But the thing is, is that uh, that same person, that same Christian that um, is calling the LGBTQ pedophiles may also have a pastor that molests children. So, I mean, like I said, there's always going to be a bad point. There's always going to be a bad side to every community. So, I can't sit here and say that Christians are perfect and that they're always right because we're not. (laughs) We're not. We're human. We all make mistakes and so does the LGBTQ. So, I'm not going to sit here and condemn anybody to hell. I'm not going to sit here and say that... Um, I'm going to be hateful to you because you don't choose to, you know, follow God the way the church does and all this other stuff. I just want to sit here and say that I love the LGBTQ. Anybody who is listening that is part of it, you are welcome to listen and be a part of the podcast. I love you, okay? But I also have to acknowledge that there is a toxic part of your community. And that is indoctrinating children into believing that they are either transgender or gay talking about some very adult things and the only reason why I ugh, sorry the only reason why I am opposed for drag queens teaching kids about how to be a drag queen and teaching kids about masturbation and being aware of their own bodies and touching themselves and all this other stuff Because if it wasn't, if it wasn't umbrellaed by the LGBTQ, just take away the LGBTQ part. If nobody was part of the LGBTQ and they were teaching kids how to masturbate, wouldn't you call that person a pedophile? Wouldn't you call that person a pedophile if somebody just decided to turn up at a um, school or at a library teaching kids like, oh, you know, you touch yourself like this. Oh, you know... You're you're not a female. You don't have to be a female if you don't want to. How do you feel today? Do you feel like a boy? Do you feel like a girl? Do you feel like neither? Do you feel like both? I'm just like the kids don't understand that. They will never understand that. There have been kids that have said, I don't care about this stuff. I just want to be a kid. There was, um, I know I've talked about this before, but there is also teachers out there that have said, like, have openly told their kids in preschool saying, you know, I'm neither female nor male. And one of the kids goes up and says, wait, are you dead? Kids don't comprehend sexuality. They cannot comprehend gender. They cannot comprehend all of that. Especially kids who are five years old should not understand how masturbation works unless they've been molested, which I really hope They have never been, because that's terrible. That's fucking terrible. So... When it comes to the toxic part of the LGBTQ, leave the kids alone. Seriously. Leave the kids alone. And when it comes to the Christian community, trust me, we have indoctrinated our kids to hating gay people. I understand that. I used to be one of them okay so i'm not gonna sit here and say that i'm perfect and that i was brought up right because you know what parenting is like a hit and miss sometimes okay um so i understand why the lgbtq is kind of wary when it comes to including the christian community because they've always been at heads they've always been you know at odds with each other because oh you know that's ungodly to be gay and all this stuff I'm not here to condemn nobody. I mean, that's just God's... I've I've actually done a lot of condemning, you know, when it came to me being a teen. And I've lost a lot of my teenhood because of that. I never really found who I was during my teen years. I spent my 20s trying to figure out who I was. So... I'm not going to sit here and say that I was perfect. I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, how my parents raised me was the best way because it definitely wasn't, but um, I am going to sit here and say that, you know, when it comes to teaching kids about the adult things and the LGBTQ, you should really keep your hands off, okay? As much as it pains me to say because I know that some parents are abusive and manipulative and everything else. It is up to the parents to teach kids about gender identity, sex, and all of that. Okay? That's it. It should be up to the parents. The LGBTQ is not their parents. You have no right to parent our children. Okay? So when it comes to It's just it's just so fucking weird. I'm sorry, you want to teach kids about sexual identity and touching themselves and having a drag queen teach them in a library about this stuff to kids who are 5 years old, who are 12 years old. But it's not okay for a man to sit down and read a story about a man who died on the cross for their sins because he loved them that much. I know some of you in the LGBTQ struggle with being loved. And to be honest, I love you. I love you very much. Okay? But when it comes to indoctrinating children, uh-huh. no, I'm sorry. It shouldn't be happening. <sighs> Anyway, I'm just going to keep reading the article. Todd Starnes added 50 taxpayer-funded libraries to reject a story. Time for a faith-based book for kids written by Kirk Cameron. Those same libraries host queer story time. Hours gays are welcome, but God is not. Yep, that's very true. And like I said, you know, everybody has their point of view. Everyone has their perspective. The LGBTQ does, you know has been indoctrinated by the Christian community, that if you're gay, God does not love you, and that's totally not true. I'm gonna tell you right now, if you are gay, straight, bi, whatever you identify as, God still loves you. He just knows that you're trying to find life the best way that you can. You're trying to find your own way through life the best way that you can, and that's okay. Okay? He loves you, and he's waiting for you. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry that I'm preaching because I know that somebody's gotta hear it. God gave me this passion in order to talk to about to talk about this stuff. So you know, there is a song by Peabod <laughs> uh that says, Isn't it wonderful how he runs to us at the moment that we turn back towards him? God is still there. He's just waiting for you to turn around and say, I love you. He's still waiting there to say He's still waiting there for you to turn over and say, I need you. He's still there. He's never left you. He's never stopped loving you. And I just want to say on behalf of the Christian community that has always, you know, indoctrinated the LGBT community of saying that God does not love them. He's waiting for you to turn around so he can run towards you. That's it. So, I just want to talk about Kanye West for a minute. Um, I know I've said that I kind of applaud him for when it comes to him, like, making his own merch and selling it for like $20, and he's been dropped by Adidas, and I think Balenciaga, did Balenciaga drop? him? I don't know. I know some other designers decided to drop him, and now he's, like, selling his clothes for, like, $20 and stuff like that, which is fine. I love his grind. I love his passion for doing that. His White Lives Matter movement was really um, good, and it did make a difference, but there are some anti-Semitic things that he has been saying that, um, isn't okay, and I have not been informed by it, but I will be talk. I will be reading a, a article that will be talking about this. Um, but there are some good things and bad things about people, and we have to look at both in order to make a decision on who they really are. Um, do I believe that everything that um, Kanye says is right? No. Do I believe that he has or his, he's trying to put his heart in the right place? Yes. Do I believe that he says things that are very stupid? Yes. And, um... Do I believe that he has a mental illness? Absolutely. I think, um... Right now, he's struggling to figure out who he is because he's been in the industry for so long that he has probably lost who he is. He's lost his daughter. He's lost his wife. And that could make any grown man crazy. And um, that's something that I really wanted to say before we started this article because I don't know anything about what he said. I only know a little bit And I know that it was really bad, so I'm going to um, read an article about this. Alex Jones actually talks about um, this as well. So he kind of was interviewed for this. He was like a whirlwind, Alex Jones weighs in on viral anti-Semitic interview with Ye. Infowars owner and host, Alex Jones, on Tuesday spoke about his viral interview with Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, in a conversation with conservative comedian and political com- commentator Stephen Crowder. Crowder said that he invited Jones onto his show, um, Louder with Crowder, um, to provide some context... After his bumpy ride interviewing Yeh, who appeared on InfoWars last week and praised Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party while simultaneously denying that six million Jewish people were killed in the Holocaust. Oh, Kanye. Honey, why? I knew it was a danger, Jones said, Crowder, or told Crowder about. Bringing Ye on Infowars, but I believed it wasn't going to happen. I would have much rather uh, had it been a big story and a coming together and awakening, and then have a relationship with Ye instead of him blowing up like the like a sun going supernova, burning himself up. Jones said that he brought Ye onto the platform last week to discuss issues on which the rapper and fashion designer would campaign. Um, Pending a presidential run in 2024. Ye, however, apparently jumped um, into his rant right away. He was like a whirlwind, Jones said. You couldn't shut him up. He was going to say what he was going to say. That kind of sounds to me. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that what he said, what Ye said was right, because of course it wasn't. But I want to kind of talk about the mental state that he's probably having right now. I think he saw an opportunity to talk about the things that he's, that he's always wanted to talk about. Because the industry has shut him up so much. And sometimes when you're impulsive and you're excited about talking about these things, you end up putting your foot in your mouth. Because you have never been given this freedom before that you end up putting your foot in your mouth whenever someone does give you this opportunity I'm not saying that what he said was right absolutely not but I am saying when it comes to his mental state right now I think that's what happened I don't know if he actually believes in this stuff but I think right now he doesn't want to be wrong and that he just wants to be heard and since he had the opportunity, he took it. And of course, you you put your foot in your mouth, especially when you've been shut up for so many years. Um, but West's comments about Hitler follow a series of anti-Semitic remarks he made in recent weeks, which have led to um, upending many of his business pursuits. Elon Musk suspending his Twitter account and reaching... A divorce settlement with his ex-wife kim Kardashian. what elon musk suspending his twitter account okay um and suspending a divorce settlement with his ex-wife kim kardashian where the court ordered him to pay two hundred thousand a month on in child support mm-hmm. um the rapper has also been seen recently with british um provocateur milo yannapolis Milo, my goodness, um, and Holocaust denier Nick Fuentes, who accompanied Ye as uninvited guests in an apparent ambush orchestrated by Yannapolis to an exclusive diner with former President Donald Trump at his Mar-a-Lago home two days before Thanksgiving. So he just Donald Trump was ambushed at his own home? Is that what's going on? Interesting. I don't know how I don't know how to react to that, but Ye, who uh, has yet to formally announce his bid for a US president in 2024, recently parted ways with Annapolis in a mutual conclusion with the rapper to step away from his political team, the Daily Beast reported. I remember Milo Yiannopoulos. I I mean back in the day I mean I don't know what he's talking about now, to be honest. But I remember him talking about like how there's double standards within like the white and black community and all that stuff. But I I don't know. I don't know what they do now. I don't know what he does now. <laughs> Yiannopoulos, who admitted he was The architect inviting Fuentes to Ye's dinner with Trump. I see. Okay, so Yannapolis just decided to fucking, like, bring in Fuentes? Into- okay. Well, you just betrayed Kanye's trust there, dude. That was a douchey move. Um, inviting Fuentes Fuentes to, um... Ye's dinner with Trump allegedly billed the rapper 116000 for his work which led to a fallout between the parties yeah um, amid all the controversy surrounding Ye the Infowars host told Crowder he still invited West onto his show to share the intellectual side before concluding the 21 Grammy award winning artist was not well versed in his World War II history Mm -mm. Um, I just think that, I just think what happened was he decided to go all the way, Jones said. He decided to try to be as shocking as possible and say, screw the world. And then once he started pressing on, um, dopamine, pressing on the dopamine button of saying the things he said, he just couldn't stop. And so it, Became just the situation of redlining the engine and the entire time he was on. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to say when I say when someone has been so stifled within the celebrity, like within the Hollywood community, like the whole show business thing, you're only allowed to talk about certain things that won't give you controversy, but since... Um, Kanye West is naturally controversial. Like I said, I mean, Jones has really kind of said it. Like, he had a, um, huge dose of dopamine while he was talking about this. And whether he was correct or not, he was going to say what he needed to say right there, right then and there. It It's kind of like how sometimes... I'm not going to compare him to me, but I have said like, if I don't talk about a certain topic, then it's going to ruin my whole day. So this is why I get on my podcast and talk about this stuff. Um, I have never said anything anti-Semitic. Hopefully. (laughs) I don't think I have. I'm pretty sure I haven't. Um, And even if I did, I have apologized for it. But when it comes to, you know, Kanye West talking about. Denying the Holocaust and how many Jews have died. Bro, there is evidence, there's countless uh, pieces of evidence that this has happened. There's no way of getting around it and saying that Hitler didn't do this stuff. Because it did. It did. They have films. They have pieces of history. Uh, I remember in Michigan, I went up to this Holocaust museum up in Michigan And we actually went into this model gas chamber where people would die and in that gas chamber they had like this projection wall and they were all of um, the Jewish people that have died from this terrible thing that Hitler decided to do they had to round up all the bodies in order- They had to clean up after Adolf's mess. And they were filming it. And it it was- I couldn't- I can't really speak. I'm still left speechless just by look, like thinking back on that time. So somebody who- really denies the Holocaust. I mean, he's not the only one that has done that. But I'm I'm sorry, Kanye, you're incorrect. You're very incorrect on that. There are so many first-hand accounts. Even after like our tour at the museum, a woman who survived the Holocaust actually talked to us about everything that she went through, and everything that she went through was... I mean, it moved us to tears. And I'm just like, no, you can't sit here and and say that you are going to um, deny the Holocaust and deny these people the the experience that they had, this terrible experience that they've had. You You can't do that, my friend. I mean, you can, but people are going to have to say something back. But like I said... I'm not saying that he doesn't believe it because, I mean, Kanye West is going to be Kanye West. He's going to be outrageous. I think right now, since um, he's been saying so many outrageous things on his Instagram and on his Twitter and everything, the media has really decided to put him in the spotlight. And he has decided to put his foot in his mouth once again. And, um... So, yeah. But... Ye has spoken openly about his pro-life stance on abortion, which contradicts Hitler's views on the right to life, according to both talk show hosts. Jones claims Hitler adopted a eugenicist? Eugenicist. Okay, views. The eugenicist views on Planned Parenthood founder, Margaret Sanger, who uh, subscribe to socialist ideologies, like Nazi party leader, uh, like the Nazi party leader. According to Planned Parenthood's website, Eugenics is described as an identity, or inherently racist and ableist ideology that labeled certain people unfit to have- What the hell? Um, at the end of the day, that's not the case, Jones said, uh, The left has adopted so many of the actual Nazi tactics of control and their whole system of lockdowns, referring to the Chinese Communist Party controlling citizens by white uh, medical uniformed members. That's the real type of ideology that the Nazis were striving for. And Kanye says, that's what I would try to tell Oh no, I'm sorry. He didn't say this, but that's what I tried to tell Kanye uh when he's not as manic, Jones said. Yeah, he's he's going through something. He should not be in the spotlight right now. I think he does need some help when it comes to his mental state. Because right now he's he should not be being interviewed or anything. He should be able to have his mind rest and he needs to have some sort of peace of mind and it might take years for him to recover from what Hollywood has done to him but it does not make any excuse for the things that he did say about the holocaust that's something that should not have happened I think it's time for a break. Yes. Yeah. Okay, now it's time for just random news, and hopefully you guys find it interesting, because, you know, this- section of the podcast we all know is up in the air so we could be talking about anything so join me in being random right now Alright, this next one is all about the length of your pinky and how it's supposed to, like, correlate to how you behave, and I guess this would kind of- Man, I don't need no random sounds in my house. Hell no. I guess this would fall under the uh, category of physiognomy, which is like the study of the skin and study of like how the facial features and the body features kind of correlate to someone's personality. So I like physiognomy. That's fun. I also like psychology. That's fun too. I'm a nerd sometimes, and this article made me feel like a cat to a string. Like, it freaking fascinated me. So we're gonna do that right now. So. What is the length of your pinky finger? <laughs> is your little finger shorter than your ring finger? Is your little finger longer than your ring finger? is pinky that is longer than your ring finger, you use that for stuff. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. Um, know yourself test. What is the length of your pinky finger? Yes, okay. We already... Is your pinky finger and ring finger the same level? See, um, mine is like just under the first section, like the first knuckle of my ring finger, which I guess would be category A. So let's just see how true it is. With my behavior. So, okay. Did you know that the length of your pinky finger can tell a lot about your personality and behavioral style? What does your pinky finger say about you? In this know-yourself test, we have explored personality-based... Personality-based on pinky finger. Okay. Gotta find something to do, right? (laughs) Um, Check your hand and... Yeah, to see the length of your pinky finger and choose which image matches your finger length. So, this first one is type A. So, the pinky finger and the ring finger are at the same level? They don't make no sense. It's shorter! I guess it's on the same level as, like, the first knuckle, which would make sense, I guess. So, if you choose option A, which would be me, um... Your behavioral style, style. Your behavioral style reveals that you are highly aware of yourself. R- really? Are you sure? <laughs> your wants, needs, and your inner self. You tend to stand out in crowds. Yes, that's very true. Um, you have a calm aura and a calm mind. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess outwardly, yes. But most of the time, in my mind, I'm thinking of the, like, things that I can get into that I shouldn't be getting into. I'm a cat, people. I'm, I'm like a cat. You want to talk about conspiracies and you want to talk about politics and things that, you know, the normal person should not know? I'm right there getting right into it and getting messy with it in my head. I'm just like... Okay, okay, now I have to admit something. When I say I want to go deep into stuff, everything to me now, okay? This is why I say I'm not calm in my mind. Maybe I am outwardly and, like, kinda see this- uh, people see me as calm, uh, outwardly. (laughs) That's how I seem, that's how I look. But in my head, I'm like, I'm thinking of the things that I used to watch as a child and how that could correlate to a conspiracy. Like today, I was like, there's a conspiracy behind the frickin' Teletubbies. There has to be. <laughs> you cannot tell me that watching the Teletubbies did not freaking traumatize you as a child. That was... They were programming us for something. I don't know what. It makes no sense. The characters don't... They're ten feet tall in real life, okay? That's terrifying. And two, uh, some of the scenes were so fucking trippy, it terrified me. And... You can't tell me that this was not a way of brainwashing children back in the day. This was a brainwashing program for children. I just, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. It, It's a big mystery, and today I was just thinking about it, because I, I was watching a YouTube video of one of my favorite YouTubers that was talking about it. I'm like, there is something going on behind the Teletubbies. This is me, people. This is me. I will try to find conspiracy (laughs) within something that I grew up with or something that just hits me. I'll just be hit with realization. I'll be like, peanut butter is a fucking conspiracy. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just saying. I'll take a random thing and find the deepest meaning to it and I'll just be like, there you go. There's a conspiracy. That's the next episode, people. That's me. But it does mostly correlate to the government and how terrible they are. But today, I was like, the Teletubbies is part of the Illuminati, okay? Poe? Poe? There's something going on with Poe, okay? (laughs) Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. This is me, people. This is just how I think, okay? You are able to weigh in your factors considerably to reach a decision. Um, sometimes, uh, sometimes I just get on my podcast and say whatever the hell I want and not even care about the repercussions until later. <laughs> so, uh, you also tend to be committed to your goals. Yes. Very true. You also have a good and contr- you're, You also have good- That's a typo. You also have good You're good at controlling your mind, emotions, and thoughts. Bitch, where? (laughs) Um, I'm good at controlling my mind when it comes to things that I used to go through. So, yes. Emotions? Listen, women get emotional, okay? I, I have been born a woman, and I am a female, so... I mean, women get emotional. I know men do too, but like, women are on a level higher emotionally than than men, I feel like. But then again, that would be sexist, wouldn't it? I'm sorry. Um, Men are emotional too. They just don't show it as much because I feel like- see? See what I mean? There's always something deeper with me. See I'm trying to dig a rabbit hole into the emotions of men and women now. Okay. Uh, you like to spend time in places that are serene and calming. Yes, mostly my bed. Um, you avoid places or people that bring chaos to your life. Yes, my blood family. Uh, you are highly organized and an efficient planner. No. (laughs) No. I have an art room just dedicated to like all of the art that I've done ever since I moved into this apartment. And most of the time, that art room is disheveled. It's always unorganized, all the time. Even when I try to organize it, it won't stay like that very long, just saying. Um, You are highly organized. Okay, yeah, no, we're not, we already went over that. Uh, You like to live. Life in a moderate way. Moderate way. Hmm. I guess in a way, yes. Uh, you like to have balance in all aspects of your life. Uh, be it work or relationships. So, I guess that would be correct. Um, I am married, so when it comes to marriage, you do have to have balance in your life. You have to balance each other out. So, like, if one person... In the marriage is um, weak in one way The other partner has to be strong for them in order, you know, just we have to build each other up. So that's just, you know, normal stuff, but um, Let's see. You may not possess high levels of ambition. However, you are open to building yourself. I feel like everybody would want that though, so yes, uh, you may also be introverted but present or present yourself as an independent yeah that's true uh, you may come off as arrogant and stoic I have been told that I do come off arrogant whenever I'm quiet I don't mean to be that way it's just sometimes I'm at a loss for words when people behave a certain way it's it, it it's happened on lives and it's happened like... In real life it doesn't mean that I'm arrogant or somebody did something wrong or said something wrong it just means that I don't know how to react I'm just socially awkward as hell <laughs> so yes number or not number B okay well okay B okay this is type B your finger is shorter than your ring finger so this would be your um, pinky finger is shorter than the first. It doesn't meet the sh- the uh, first knuckle, like uh, towards your fingertip. So, your behavioral style reveals that you may possess high emotional intelligence. You may be a good listener to the needs or wants of other people. You may value emotions uh, as much as logic. You may, however, shut down or react. Uh, Retract yourself from situations or relations that do not sync with your values or worse hurt you Um, You may forgive however Uh, You may find it difficult to forget the incident. You may be stubborn and Analytical when you are speaking the right thing you may enjoy charity work feeding someone in need or providing for others you may Gain pleasure in being the one who does something kind for others. You may um, give kind gestures to people who specifically belong to the weaker figment or fragment of society. You may be friendly, however, but do not like anyone. Um, you do not like everyone to have access to your energy. You do not like to compromise with your values and principles. You may be ambitious and have big dreams. Your belief in yourself and self-concept is infectious. Ah, okay. Where's type C? Pinky finger is longer. So this would mean it's a little taller than the... It goes past your first knuckle towards your um, fingertip of your ring finger. So, if you choose option C, your behavioral style reveals that you are sensitive and deeply emotional. You may tend to overgive love. You may, however, not share your thoughts easily. You may go over things for some time before taking any action, you may be rational and analyze everything, you may also be good at keeping secrets, you may be discreet and tactful, you may easily be influenced by the opinions of others, you may do what you think is right and which could sometimes be detrimental to your own benefit. Uh, you may be extremely confident and daring. You may hold yourself to high standards. You may also like to stay natural. You may also be quite dedicated to your goals and aims. What does your little finger say about your love life? What the fuck? We're not going into palm reading now, bro. I mean, it isn't. It This is physiognomy, which kind of would kind of... I don't know. If you really... Did go deep enough, it probably would. But trust me, this is physiognomy. But, um, yeah, okay, we're done. We're done. We're done with this. To your body when you eat chocolate every day. I love chocolate, especially really dark chocolate. It has to be like a, a certain percentage of, like, dark chocolate that I like, and I like the bitter taste of chocolate for some reason. Um, I used to like milk chocolate when I was younger, then, uh, I ended up getting introduced to dark chocolate and that's all I eat now, so, uh that's the only um, chocolate that I like so if you're a chocolate lover you may feel confused about whether eating it is beneficial or detrimental to your health as you know chocolate has various forms white chocolate milk chocolate and dark chocolate all have uh, different ingredient makeup and as a result their nutritional profiles aren't the same Much of the research has been concluded on milk chocolate and dark chocolate as these contain cacao solids, parts of the cacao plant. After these solids are roasted, they are known as cocoa. Uh, Many of the purported health benefits of chocolate are related to components of cacao solids. Um, It may surprise you, but white chocolate actually doesn't contain cacao solids. It only contains cacao butter. Cocoa butter. My bad. Um, Any kind of chocolate can fit into an overall well-rounded eating pattern. But there are specific health benefits to eating chocolate. Uh, Well, are there health benefits to eating chocolate regularly? In this article, we will share that Information okay, it might improve your health. Keyword it might <laughs> darken milk chocolate contain cacao solids for part, uh, parts of the cacao plant, albeit in different amounts. Cacao uh, contains flavonoids, antioxidants found in certain foods such as tea, berries, leafy vegetables, and wine. Flavonoids have various health benefits, including improved heart health. Since dark chocolate has a higher percentage of cacao solids by volume, it is also richer in flavonoids. A 2018 review in the journal Reviews in Cardiovascular Medicine found that uh, some promise in improving lipid panels and blood pressure when consuming moderate amounts of dark chocolate every one to two days. However, uh, this and other studies have mixed results and further research is needed to confirm these potential health benefits. For example, a 2017 randomized control trial in the Journal of American Heart Association found that consuming almonds with dark chocolate or cocoa improved, um, lipid profiles. However, consuming dark chocolate and cocoa without almonds did not improve lipid benefits. (laughs) Um, since every single one of us have different health, uh, requirements, like some people may have like certain illnesses or vitamin deficiencies or something like that, I think it depends on the body of the person. Um, and how the body reacts to that. I think that goes with um, May reduce menstrual cramping. Well, you know what? No wonder we women love eating chocolate on our periods. My goodness. As mentioned above, milk and dark chocolate have different nutritional profiles. Um, another difference is that dark chocolate is richer in magnesium according to the USDA 50 grams of dark chocolate contains 114 milligrams of magnesium which is about 35 percent of adult females recommended dietary allowance milk chocolate contains about um, 31 milligrams of magnesium in 50 grams uh, about 16 percent of the rda magnesium has been shown to help relax muscles, including the year, the uterine lining. See, women. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> we're on to something here, ladies. Uh, this can help ease menstrual cramps, potentially leading any uh, menstruating individuals to crave chocolate during menstruation, per a 2020 article published in Nutrients. It can boost your iron levels. Okay. Hello. Hello, dark chocolate. Um <laughs> that sounded so bad. <laughs> that sounded like a that sounded like an innuendo <laughs> when I said that. Oh I'm so sorry. Um I have uh I have iron problems so that's why i was kind of like Ooh, okay according to a 2021 study in the J- journal of nutrition iron deficiency anemia is on the rise yes about 60 percent of the population have this problem um, it can lead to symptoms including fatigue weakness and brittle nails if you are but for You chocolate lovers, we have good news. Dark chocolate is a good source of iron. 50 gram serving of dark chocolate contains 6 milligrams of iron. uh, To put that in perspective, uh, females 19 to 50 require 18 milligrams of iron per day. And adult males need 8 milligrams per day per the National Institutes of Health. Um, Let's see. Dark chocolate can be a tasty way to increase iron intake, especially for folks at risk of developing iron deficiency anemia, like birthing um, and menstruating people, older adults and children who need higher amounts of iron. Uh, for better absorption, dark chocolate can be paired with foods with uh, rich in vitamin C like berries for a sweet and nutrient uh, rich snack. Unfortunately, milk chocolate only contains about one milligram of iron in 50 grams. So if your iron levels are low, dark chocolate would be your best bet. It can improve your cognitive function. (laughs) Interesting. In a 2019 randomized control trial in nutrients, daily dark chocolate intake for 30 days improved cognitive functioning for uh, the participants. (laughs) Uh, the researchers attribute this to the methyl- Why'd they do this to me? Methyl- Methyl- Xanthines. Methyl- Xanthines? Uh, dear God. Um, in dark chocolate, which include the theobromine and caffeine. However, uh, more research. Re, wow, more research is needed to confirm these findings and further um, understand the mechanisms and uh, that lead to cognitive uh, improvements. Okay, many increase or no may increase your risk for high cholesterol. Oh boy. So are these the negative side effects now? While there are some potential health benefits of eating chocolate, there are also some possible negative consequences. White chocolate and milk chocolate are high in saturated fat and added sugars according to the Centers for Disease and Control Prevention. Overconsumption of saturated fat and added sugars is associated with high cholesterol and higher risk of cardiovascular disease. Milk chocolate bar contains about 22 grams of added sugars and 8 grams of saturated fat. White chocolate um, contains 25 uh, grams of added sugars and 16.5 grams of saturated fat bottom line. Research shows that dark chocolate has a potential for benefits for heart health, cognitive function, and iron deficiency. Um, let's see, since it is the type of chocolate, Richardson flavonoids and methyl magnesium and iron, (laughs) um, however, more Research is needed to further understand chocolate's health benefits and the mechanisms that lead to various health outcomes. That being said, the food will generally not make or break your health. So um, allowing yourself to enjoy the foods you like without restricting uh, leads to a healthier relationship with food. restricting chocolate when you want, it will only make you want it more. which way? Allowing yourself to enjoy the foods you like without restricting leads to a healthier relationship with food. Okay I can understand that, but sometimes you do have to restrict for your health. So like eating dark chocolate or chocolate in general, Can still kind of lead to health problems. Like, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. (gasps) Okay. Given you the top ten best uh, shows of 2022, I'm going to be giving you the top ten best anime of 2022. Um, I wish I could give you like the top ten according to like my opinion, but I have not watched enough anime yet in order to be that much of an expert. So. We are going to read this article. Anyway. So, Akiba Maid War? What is that? That's the first one. The elevator pitch for Akiba Maid War is as follows. What if the Momo Kayon world of maid cafe workers was just as cutthroat and bizarre as Yakuza franchise's melodramatic main get. quests and nonsensical side quests, Dear Reader, Akiba Made War uh, not only succeeded in delivering on that point of comparison week in and week out, but it is also up there as one of the year's funniest anime and it's got explosive shootouts, underground boxing, and most importantly, a whole lot of heart, interwoven with the day-to-day hijinks of its colorful cast of waifu archetypes. All right, Bochi the Rock, and this is, uh, I guess, on Crunchyroll. So, when anime fans think about the music-centric show, that has cute girls uh doing cute things and late outs or late aughts on k-on okay usually comes to mind yeah i've i've watched k-on before um but 2022 isn't the year of the hyper capable taking center stage no it's the year of freakazoids and shut-ins who would die on sight if they ever had to speak in front of an audience, let alone get dressed to greet the day. This is the year of Bochi the Rock. Bochi the Rock uh, follows Hitori. Bochi got to and, or as she grows closer to her bandmates and overcomes her debilitating social anxiety as she, or as the group's guitarist, okay, fear not. You don't have to sit through a handful of episodes while Itori learns the basics of guitar playing. She's got that down from the start. However, you'll still uh, have to endure her endearing battle with stage fright. That's kinda cute though. Like a guitarist from a band that has stage fright? That's adorable. Of all the anime on this list, Bochi the Rock, um, best manages to utilize a, its animated medium to the fullest extent with its over the top model character acting, family guy esque, cutaway non sequesters into Hitori's inner turmoil, uh, trying to seem normal with her peers. Let's see, Chainsaw Man. Isn't that on, um, Hulu? It's on Hulu, isn't it? Anyway, there is virtually no no way one could make a best anime of 2022 list without mentioning the power keg of hype peak fiction that is Chainsaw Man. No anime since Attack on Titan um, has been the catalyst of online discussion among anime fans, quite like Chainsaw Man since it began airing this fall. Okay, the anime's overwhelming popularity uh, is not only a credit to the show's provocative use of film uh, techniques and superb uh, performances from both its English and Japanese voice actors, but also to each episode culminating in its own unique and imaginative ending theme. Uh, What makes Chainsaw Man special is that it makes you uh, lean forward in your chair during both its action-packed fight scenes and discussions among the characters in the show's quieter moments. Chainsaw Man lived up to its own hype, and it is easily one of the best years anime. I'm gonna have to watch that. Oh my god, the next one! The next one is so perfect, and this is on Netflix. I even talked about this on my last episode. I'm so happy, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Yes, please! I am so happy. Hmm. I have talked about this one, but we're gonna just read it anyways. Not many anime can say they single-handedly restored the public opinion of a video game's uh, troubled release. Then again, not many video games have the luxury of uh, being made by Studio Trigger, Cyberpunk, Edgerunners stands as the prime dark horse anime this year. No one had uh, particularly high expectations for it, considering cyberpunk's 2077. so wow st- wow, okay, hang on cyberpunk's twenty seventy sevens uh shoddy release uh but the Netflix original anime managed to gaslight uh folks into believing the game was good from the start. It wasn't <laughs> rejuvenated by player base. Um, and propelled anime fans' faith in the steamers, streamers' output of original anime projects. Cyberpunk Edgerunner's pulpy film noir story is masterfully paced within its uh, 10 episodes and serves as a perfect introductory point to the greater world of Cyberpunk 2077, Uh with the added bonus of being animated by the studio behind Kill La Kill and Per uh Promar? I don't know those. Anyway. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Um Stone Ocean. Are they on to a new season or did they just do a spin-off or something? Because Stone Ocean? I don't understand. And I have watched a few episodes of this, and I just, I got mad. I'm sorry. Uh, Any JoJo fans, don't come at me, but holy shit. Like, I could not get a grip on what the storyline was, and I was so mad. I just didn't like this one. This one is on my, uh, going in the bin anime edition. Like, the shit list. I just don't like it. Everyone has their own style. It's fine. I'm just not one of those people that like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I just think it's tacky to me. But anyway, uh, despite JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fans usually being notorious for not shutting up about the anime online, no one seemed to notice that the second and final core... cower? I don't know, of Stone Ocean, it was soon to release on Netflix. Still the show packed one hell of a punch as the emotional climax of the series. David Production uh, continues to do a masterful job of adapting uh, manga-ka Hirohiko Akari's uh, popular anime with wacky musical references and the studio uh, got to the point where the show references itself with its stylish, stylish CG animated intro. Mm. still think it's tacky, but I mean, some people like that and that's fine. But Stone Ocean uh, offers a perilous odyssey that just has, that just as sorry, that's just as bizarre an adventure as its uh, counter, I don't know, whatever, while delivering a heavy gut punch of an emotional climax to the series, albeit with a couple of copyright strike-worthy name changes and omissions from uh, the manga to keep a certain uh, steamboat steering rat from knocking on Netflix and Warner Brothers Japan's doors. Okay... (sighs) Okay... Mobile Suit Gundam the Witch from Mercury. Um... Yeah, I've never seen this and I don't think I will. Anything with witches in it or witchcraft and oh, bye. You're not my friend no more. No, bye. Uh... Anyway, that's just, you know standard for me, I just don't- I don't fuck with that shit, but anyway. Getting to the Gundam series is as intimidating as uh, reading all for all of one piece for the first time, simply by virtue of its years of dense uh, intergalactic politics, with uh, interwoven through a swath of spin-offs and continuations. Luckily, Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch for Mercury, serves uh, not only a great introductory point uh, to the series for newbies, but also a wholesome palette cleanse by uh, way of the blossoming romance between its stammering protagonist, Su, Suletta Mercury, and her bride, uh, Mio-Rin Rembrandt. I don't know, which from Mercury comprises all the political intrigue and, uh, backstage politicking, politicking, that's a word, uh, the series is known, with the added bonus of being told through the lens of a shoujo romance-like revolutionary girl, uh, Yutenna, okay? Uh. Just replace RGU's magical chest swords with 2D animated uh, mecha battles, and you got G-Witch. Okay, um, if you still need more convincing to watch this gem of a show, check out this clip. Okay, I'm not going to, sorry. Anyway, Mob Psycho 100. Okay. Mob Psycho 100's third season has been a spectacular culmination of the supernatural anime outside of the controversy of longtime uh, main character English voice actor Kyle McCarley, not returning after Crunchyroll uh, refused to discuss future anime being under union contracts. Much of the, uh, what the hell? got some people yelling outside, excuse me. Much of the appeal to Mob Psycho 100's final season comes from how understated its stakes seem in comparison to prior seasons, and that isn't to say that Studio Bones mailed it in this time around. If anything, this season hit so hard because its lowered stakes um, allowed for... It's stellar, uh, character writing to take center stage. While the overall conflict of the season revolves around Shigo mob, uh, fighting off, um, a giant psychic broccoli. What the fuck? (laughs) A psychic broccoli. Dude. Psychic giant psychic broccoli. Okay. I'm I mean I, I already know that anime can be ridiculous and that's why people love it, but what the hell? <laughs> Who just decides to look at a vegetable and say, I'm gonna make you into a character? <laughs> oh wait, no veggie tales have done that. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Um psychic broccoli that the town folk have been worshipping. <laughs> Don't worry about it. The majority of the season focuses on trying to uh, tying up loose ends from the anime. These uh, escapades focus on Shigo's evolution into a young man with his own uh autonomy and control over his previously volatile emotions, while also allowing the show's colorful vast of uh side characters to have a proper send-off as well. oh, Okay. My dress-up darling? That just sounds very narcissistic. It, let me guess. I just wanna I just wanna predict something. This guy has a robot or a slave lady that he likes to dress up and show off. Is that what's going on? Oh no hang on Anime uh, that are equal parts horny and wholesome have been plentiful this year. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Alright. Uh, with shows, such shows as more than a married couple, but not lovers. A couple of cuckoos and love flops, while all of these animes separate Venn diagrams uh, are dis- Disper, I don't know, Disperet, okay, whatever, Um, share the quality of having a uh, Jairu among its main cast members. My dress-up darling far outshines its peers. It follows a schoolgirl named Marin Kitagawa. Okay. Who indulges in her secret cosplay hobby alongside her classmate, Gojo. So. Um. Who just so happens to be a fledgling doll maker. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, hence the name. Okay. it This isn't, this isn't, like, crazy stalker shit, is it? Because I can already predict the ending towards this, but... Seeing as how most of the episodes depict an introverted Gojo sweating bullets while taking measurements of the painfully attractive Marin, um, this anime is jam-packed with flirting and the like, but what makes this show special is that it's about unabashedly loving one's hobby no matter how weird um, it may seem to outsiders. Okay. Throughout the show, uh, Will They Say Will They Won't, uh, or no, will, um, I'm so out of it now. I can't read. Will They or Will They Won't romance between Gojo and Marin um, is a multitude of meaningful conversations where the two discuss their respective passions and recognize their ambitions um, overstepped. Yeah, where they're... Where they, oh, to their boundaries. It's a show with well-animated plot and great story with a likable characters to boot. See, I didn't... My prediction was wrong. It sounds lovely, kind of. Alright. Spy X Family. I've heard of this. I've heard uh, some of my podcast friends in the community talk about this, too, so... Spy X Family is arguably the anime with the most obvious mainstream appeal this year. Season 2 continues Spy X Family's um, momentum as one of the most wholesome action-packed shows with the newest addition to its fake family, the lovable hound named Bond. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) Spy... I'm just gonna call it Spy Family, I think I've heard people say that, but okay, Spy Family follows Lloyd or Lloyd I don't know how you say his name, uh, Lloyd, is it Lloyd? It's Lloyd, dumb, a super spy tasked with, uh, ensuring conflicts between nations, Uh, don't evolve into an all-out war. To prevent this cataclysmic event, Lloyd must infiltrate a prestigious school and curry favor with a politician's son. To do so, Lloyd assembles a fake uh, family who, unbeknownst to him, each have secrets of their own. uh, Chief among them are... Are his fake wife's double life, and a de- as a deadly assassin, and his daughter's mind-blowing reading power uh, mind-reading power. Okay, Spy Family's second season is more of the good stuff from season one. Papa Lloyd uh, maintains um, his status as a paragon among men. Uh, Yor continues to be the archetypal fail wife. Uh, who doesn't know her own strength and anya the meme queen <laughs> is still an adorable little gremlin with a me- menacing grin okay that's cute uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to put that on my list that sounds interesting yeah i don't know how to pronounce this anyway Yurisai yatsura Okay, lastly, and certainly not least, it is the remake of the classic harem anime that spawned the original manic pixie dream alien girl, Yatasura. Yatasura follows a, uh, a lecher- uh, high schooler named Ataru Moroboshi, after competing Against a space princess named Loom for the fate of the Earth. Loom mistakenly uh, misinterprets uh, Taru's marriage proposal to his sweetheart Shinobu. Shinobu? <laughs> That's adorable. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, Shinobu, as one between the two of them, hijinks Sin Tzu, Okay. Yatasura. Uh, is a fresh retelling of the 1978 manga from the prolific creator, um, Rumiko, Rum, yeah, Rumiko Takahashi. Instead of, um, being a shot-for-shot remake of the original 81 anime, um, this remake adapts select stories. Oh, Sorry. Stories from the original manga, thus making the initial viewing experience feel like an arrangement of skits before the show starts, introducing more waifus and rivals of Ataru's life. David Productions seems to be uh, making a career for revitalizing other anime like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure on Netflix's... Uh, Spriggan. Okay, I don't know. With Yakusora 2022, David Production reintroduces the whole new generation of anime fans to Takahashi's classic comedy romance series with all the uh, quality it deserves. Hopefully, the BBC will handle its English dub um, as it did back in the day. Should the enemy ever receive one. Okay. I'm done with random stuff now. It is time for world news, people. Yeah, I'm gonna pick a country on the list and we're just gonna go for it. Five Years to shift opinions in the north in favor of a united Ireland, Sinn Fein. Okay, uh, Eon O'Brien, uh, uh, yeah, okay, Yon O'Brien, that's how I'm gonna say his name, says it's all to play for despite the 26% in favor of Irish unity in the north. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. <sighs> Um, I don't know much about the whole sectarian conflict that happened back in the day. Uh, I know during the 90s it, um, it was between the Protestants and the Catholics and also the British and the Irish. Um, I, I want to say Britain did not want to let go of Northern Ireland as a territory and then at some point, um, it had... The Ireland became free. I could be wrong, but um, five years remains a realistic time frame to shift opinions in the North in favor of a united Ireland. According to senior uh, Sinn Fein, T.D. Eon O'Bron, um, an Ipsos poll published by the Irish Times suggests that just 26% of voters in the North support Irish unity, with fifty percent against, some nineteen percent are in the don't know category. Sinn Fein leader Mary Lou McDonald um, has previously suggested that a border poll could be held in as little as five years' time. For O'Brien um, said on Tuesday that he still views this as realistic despite the current support levels for United Ireland in the North. He said, for me, that was interesting about the poll. That is a large number of undecides in the North, and in fact, the support for the Union uh, is a 50%. Protestants who find Irish unity impossible to accept more likely to be male and working class. Tawish, uh, not surprised at Poll, showing low level of support for Irish unity in Northern Ireland. Wow. um He said this gives him some cause to, for optimism that if the debate is done in the right way and groundwork, like setting up a citizens' assembly in Irish unity um, is put in place, uh, that a pull within, for example, a five-year time frame could see significant shifting of opinion. Mr. O'Brun, uh added, I am not native. I lived in an interface in North Belfast for nine years of my life, and I understand this strongly held views of Unionists and Loyalists. So some people want the Northern Ireland Territory to be free from British rule. And some of them don't. Some of them are just used to having Britain ruling and having influence on Northern Ireland. So, uh, But I don't think anybody can read from that poll that the outcome is decided. I think it's all to play or all to play for. Okay. Wow. So it says let me see if I can zoom in. Here we go. It says yes there should be referendums so 76% of people were um, okay with that. They were for that. 13% said no in referendums, and then 11% were undecided. I'm seeing yes. Okay. So, 55% said, I don't know, Northern Ireland should, I think this is about the union, so, uh, 55% were okay with being unionized, 30% wasn't, and 15% did not know. Um... And according to Catholics with Northern Ireland, you know, seventy seventy-four percent said yes, twelve percent said no, and fourteen uh, percent did not know. Others uh, in Northern Ireland: fifty percent, twenty-five percent, and twenty-five percent. That's crazy. Um, Northern Ireland Protestants also were thirty-nine, forty-seven, and fourteen percent. All yes, no, and I don't know. That's crazy. He added that if the uh, preparation and in- integrity? Integrity. I am so tired, I'm guessing, because I did not at all say that properly. I had a brain fart. He added that the preparation and integrity of the referendum process um, is done right. He would be pretty optimistic that no matter what the outcome, all sides will accept that. Uh, he said the 25th anniversary of the Belfast Agreement is next year, and people have a reasonable expectation um, that a poll could be and should be called within the lifetime of another government. And we would take we would like to play a s- central role to that. Mr Obron was speaking ahead of the Sinn Fein motion of uh Dial calling in the uh government to speed up the establishment of redress scheme of uh, for homeowners whose apartment and duplex properties have Celtic Tiger era defects. Okay. Um, He said it needs to be a 100% redress scheme modeled on the previous pyrite scheme and delivered by a public agency. O'Brien criticized the pace of government action in the area, pointing to reports that Minister for Housing, uh, Darrow O'Brien, intends to bring a memo to cabinet on the issue by the end of the year. He said, "This is two and a half years into the coalition, and that if uh, setting up a redress scheme follows a similar timeline to the one for MICA um, damaged homes, it could be 2024 before homeowners for tenants to get any redress." Um, let's see. We also, or he also said that funding needs to be available now for hire. Or now for fire safety. I'm so out of it now. Okay. I'm really sorry, guys. He also said funding needs to be available now for fire safety works in some departments or developments. Uh, Some people are safe in their homes. O'Brien added this is an issue obviously of huge concern. Anything up to 100,000 homes and at a cost expected. To be 2.5 billion euros. Um, the greater the delay, the more the cost, both financial and human, uh, on homeowners and tenants. Uh, we need to. We need the minister and government to act now. Yeah, I hope you guys find a good solution. Ireland, love you. And that is it. Thank you very much for listening and being patient with me. And, uh, for, I have, you know, tripped over my words a lot today, but anyway, thanks. And I will see you in the trenches next time.